Hello and welcome to an incredibly special recording of Castival. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host. And my job today is to set up this hypothetical camp on our 15 by 15 meter grid and explore our guest's virtual festival. And this is great because this is our first ever live recording at a real life festival. We're at Deer Shed Base Camp and I'm very excited for our guest. Today's guest is one heck of a comedy goliath. He's an award-winning comedian, actor, presenter, and DJ. He's appeared on Live at the Apollo, Michael McIntyre's Comedy Roadshow, Phoenix Nights, 8010 Cats, and so much more. It's without doubt a pleasure to welcome Justin Moorehouse, everyone. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm, yeah, it's uh, quite weird. We set the scene. We're actually uh, sat across the table from each other, but presumably for social distancing, there's a perspex <laughs> screen between us. Like, yeah. like you said, it looks like Hannibal Lecter or... <laughs> <laughs> or a sort of high street bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels like, uh, I don't know, it feels like you, uh, it feels quite personal, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, it's, uh, although we're looking across each other, kind of like uh, if one of us is in a jail cell, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like I'm going to put my hand on there, like <laughs> you put your hand on. So it's it's very, just like, yeah. very romantic already. <laughs> I just want to say, Matt, oh, I'm sorry for everything I've done and that, but <laughs> don't take the kids off me. Don't let them call anybody else dead. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, well, that was brilliant. I don't think I've ever heard you do a southern accent before, but that's the, like, the story of the best podcast <laughs> ever. So, um, well, welcome to Castle, and thank you so much for Thank you, it. thanks for having us. Uh, so, the, the way I like to start this podcast is I, I always like to ask what kind of, if people were to ask you what kind of music you were into, how do you usually respond to that question? I like jingly jangly indie pop. Oh, you see, that was very uh, succinct there. I like that. Yeah, so, so I like that sort of thing. I like uh, guitar bands. I kind mm. of like. Um, so my musical sort of like touchstones are mm -hmm. uh, Suede, Bowie, yeah. Bell and Sebastian, mm -hmm. uh, Smiths, Charlatans, yeah. uh, and then I like a bit of Americana, like yes. and then I like yeah. Neil Young, and um, uh, you know there's a lot of bands I really really like. So, Brilliant. but it's all come from that. I don't like anything too heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a fan of metal yeah. in any way. Uh, you know, I know it's got its plates and, and everything else, but I'm j it's never floated my boat. Yeah. I grew up loving the House Martins. Yeah, brilliant. And, uh, and the Smiths, they were very important, and New Order. Uh, and when I was a bit younger, when I was like 10, 11, mm -hmm. like I was obsessed with madness. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. obsessed with madness. And um, so that, and then I like a lot of soul stuff, mm -hmm. and I like... Um, I do like a lot of music. Mm -hmm. I like, a, you know, I, I listen to music all the time. Brilliant. Uh, every day, you know, for most of the day, I listen to the radio or, yeah. or, or, or my own music. And uh, that's, that's that's a brilliant answer. Uh, but also, because uh, I, I I do like rock, and I, my 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 foundations are in metal. But like, I understand why people might not like that. But, but it's just it's not for anything other than it, it's like you support your team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. None of my friends ever liked metal. I didn't have any yeah. sort of like mates that smell of patchouli oil and <laughs> well, exclusively yeah. denim and everything else. The closest <laughs> I got to that a little bit was probably like Led Zepp and things like yeah, that. Yeah. But then I was introduced to that by um, like the Stone Roses would reference Led Zepp. Yeah. So th that's what you kind of go backwards and forwards. Yeah. And of course I had that time where everybody has when they're a teenager where you think the doors are the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I had that. So yeah, and then <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of any, anything heavier. Uh, I really like Guns N' Roses around the time of um, yeah. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. I yeah, like that yeah. era of that. 
Because that's both, I think that's very accessible as well, because Guns yeah. N' Roses, is, especially that era, because uh, Appetite for Destruction is their first album, which is very, like, uh, it's very much uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and that yeah. kind of vibe. But with Use Your Illusions, there's a lot more ballads to it, a bit more um, heart, I guess, like stuff like November Rain and yeah. uh, Civil War. There's a bit more. And the live stuff as well, and yeah, yeah it mixes yeah. it up a bit, doesn't it? And absolutely. they were huge, weren't they? They were absolutely huge. I, th I think what puts me off that kind of music is that, is that kind of grotesque kind of Americanism of it, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, the largesse, yeah. the Motley Crue type yeah, thing. I yeah. just find it all a little bit dated now and a bit, you know, spandex. And Absolutely. Sort of like, uh, w w what we need is a very heavy metal group, but like very polite and very like, yeah, are you ready to have a, a, a mild man yeah, yeah, yeah. For those, for those about to rock, we thank you. <laughs> we, we sent you a letter to uh, yeah. say, send our regards, really. Um, so when did you really get into music? You mentioned that you've got a, uh, all, it, lots of different things spanning across your lifetime. But when did you first start getting into music? So being aware of music, I, I was I, I was born in 1970 and I grew up in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> I didn't wait. <laughs> I was born in 1970, but I didn't grow up until 1980. Yeah. And uh, my uh, I was quite lucky that my parents had quite a good uh, taste in music. My mum mm -hmm. was a huge uh, uh, fan of like uh, black American music. Mm -hmm. uh, my mum had seen like loads of amazing people in the 60s, like yeah. she'd seen Otis Redding and oh my God. Like Sam and Dave and, and, yeah. and, and she'd seen like some of the, you know, the biggest names in the world. Um, so she had all that going on. And then my dad uh, liked, um, he, he was more like, he liked the Stones. Mm -hmm. And they both kind of liked the Beatles, but not like, you know, people love the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, but the, he was like into the Stones, but he liked Deep Purple and mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin as well and that sort of thing. So I liked that. And then when I got to about, eight or nine, I was very aware. I was only like a little kid, but I knew what the Sex Pistols were mm -hmm. when I was like seven and six and seven. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. what the Sex Pistols That's were. Amazing. I knew what they were. And um, and then I think I was, I really liked ABBA for a bit. <laughs> and yeah. then um, and then I started developing my own taste. And in about, in about 1979, 1980, when uh, Two-Tone and Scar started and everything else, I was the oldest brother, but my mates all had older brothers and they were all mods and skinheads yeah, and things yeah. like that. So we got into music then and that's when I started. After that, I got into specials and um, yeah. and, and then into like everything else. So I love, yeah, so I've answered your question. Yeah, that's brilliant. No, sorry. Sorry, like Rambling. I'm genuinely engrossed into, uh, to hear what you're saying there as well. Um, first album I bought though, yeah. with my own money. Yeah. Is that going to be a question later? No, on? well, right. I, I was actually going to bring it up relatively soon anyway, but all yeah, right. please do. So, and I still remember this day mm -hmm. that I'd saved enough money to go and I bought uh, Let's Dance, the David Bowie album. Oh my God, what, what a first. I know, it was yeah, great, right? 1983. And I bought it from uh, Boots, the chemist, because they used to sell records. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a place called Ashen Underline, which is East, Man East Manchester. Mm -hmm. And I remember the f that was the first time I actually bought a record and took it home on the bus mm -hmm. and smelt it and looked at it and read it cover to cover. And then and I started buying records. Then I, you know, spent my money on, on that. Mm -hmm. I, I loved them and um, looked after them, you know, and treasured them. And then much more than now where, you know, a track drops, you know, actually buying the record then was such a, a rite of passage and, a, and an enjoyment thing mm -hmm. and a, a real... Thing. And there was more of an element of collectorism as well. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't collect. I didn't have a lot of money, yeah. so I, I think I think actually the opposite is is true. Is that because I didn't have that many records, mm -hmm. I loved them. Yeah, yeah even yeah. more. Do you know what I mean? That's really lovely. Yeah, I loved I loved those records, mm -hmm. and and I can still. I mean, there's probably four or five albums from that time mm -hmm. that I can actually still feel in me in me. You know, Madness albums and. Um, 
and that Let's Dance album, and then Jam Snap, which was like a double album yeah. of like the best greatest hits things. Just I, I, if I listen to them albums now, I know the next song that's coming. I listen yeah. to them that much. Oh, like and that's when it, an album special when you can feel it in your, your bones. Yeah, you yeah. And it's like uh, I mean, I enjoy the transitions on. Um, on Ziggy Stardust yeah. more than the actual songs. That yeah, yeah. Knowing where, which goes from where to where. Oh, that's, oh, I, I'm loving this conversation so much because, like, um, yeah, sometimes uh, when you chat to people, like, yeah, I kind of like music, but when you really have that emotional connection, that's one when music's really special as well. Um, but have you ever wanted to be a musician? Because, well, yeah. This is, a, this is a great question, and I was just going to answer that question because <laughs> I think the reason that I love music is because I'm in awe of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do not understand music in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I've never been musical. I can't play a musical instrument. I can't sing. Yeah. I have no sense of rhythm. Mm. I am not tone deaf, I'm key deaf. <laughs> I sing in the wrong key. Yeah. I'm, I'm out on everything. Yeah. Same. But I absorb music mm -hmm. and it becomes part of my kind of uh, being. I mean, it sounds quite deep when I'm talking no, about no, like no. that, but I do. And I, 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 when I love something, I love it and I, and I, and I consume it and, and I, be, you know, so for me, a record is a, a song or an album, most albums or artists become part of my life. Yeah. They're not just things that I put on and listen to and go, oh, that's a good guitar bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's got to, yeah. it's got, you know, I, I'm a great believer that, you know, uh, pop music, for example, and that's not a dirty word, popular music should either be about trying to get off with someone or trying to get over someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the, all, the, all the great songs are about yeah. that. <laughs> that's it. Well, it's very, very true. Uh, but yeah, like, I think that's a, uh, but we're going to be talking about uh, your dream music festival mm -hmm. as well. Uh, but have you been to many music festivals in your life uh, outside of work? Uh, not outside of work, no. Yeah. I, I just, they're not like this day where we are now. Mm -hmm. It's probably the one that I'd come to uh, if I was a punter. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a great vibe as well. Yeah, it's it. nice because I don't drink as well. Mm -hmm. And some of the festivals I've been to, they're quite boozy and beery and leery. And I know people are having a good time and everything else. But when you don't drink, I mean, some of the big commercial ones, I mean, it doesn't happen anymore, but like V Festival, mm -hmm. it was literally like putting a music festival on in a service station. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. it's just like that. And it's yeah. just like a load of lads, a load of girls, you know, and they're just, they're having a great time and, and, and fair play to them. But, you know, so no, I mean, I've been to some outdoor gigs that I've really enjoyed and, and but not festivals. I've not been a festival goer as such. I've come to them late in life really by working mm -hmm. at them. Um, I went to, uh, I went to uh, Spike Island, see the Stone Roses. Mm -hmm. So I went to that. That's that was amazing. like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to that. Um, and what else the outdoor gig have I been to? I saw, um, saw Bowie at Main Road. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I've seen Bowie about four or five times. Oh, my God. I saw, saw David Bowie at Main Road when I was about 15, I think. I think yeah. he was about that old. Yeah, and that was great. I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get more into Bowie afterwards. But, yeah, um, yeah David Bowie, he... Uh, Unfortunately for me, I only really got into him when he passed away, unfortunately, in 2016. So uh, when it was, so sadly, I never had that opportunity to, to do something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very jealous. I've seen him four times as well. But yeah, I saw him, uh, I think the last time I saw him was at the arena in Manchester. I saw him at the cricket ground in Manchester once. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, with one of the bands I picked for my festival. So yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, I, I'm... I'm really excited to hear more about that as well. But before before we move on to our next uh, area, and I was going to save this for later on, but we already talked about some of the bands that you've talked about. But uh, in terms of like 
obviously in the 80s, there was a massive boom in like uh, Manchester in terms of bands. How much does the North West uh, hold to your identity in music as well? Um, I think you're sort of influenced by that. And, mm. and I was lucky that it was kind of like cool and hip and it was happening right on my doorstep. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I got into it at, at the time. Since then, Matt, I'll be honest with you, I find that kind of Manchester thing a bit boring now. <laughs> a bit yeah. over it. Okay, you know, yeah, we're yeah. in danger of becoming Liverpool. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's a... Yeah. I think you can have a swagger, but when it becomes a strut, yes. it's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, well, I think that's a, a lovely answer. But I think now it's time there's to... There's so many great bands from Manchester, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. and but I don't like a band because they're from Manchester. I find that yeah, a bit yeah. weird. Well... That's why I, I think it's always to, it's always good to do content first as well. So if you're into a band for that particular reason, I think that's yeah. good. And it's an additional bonus if, uh, you know, Yeah, location. I like, I tell you what I do like, I do like bands that are from the north and like working class mm -hmm. done well. I like that yeah. kind of thing. Like a lot of Liverpool bands as well. And, yeah. you know, I like Echo and the Bunnymen and, you know, that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, so I do I do like I'm quite northwesty I think in my yeah, taste. But yeah. then I, I love loads of bands from Sheffield. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> I like loads of bands from London and yeah. you know not many from Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Duran Duran, the Moody yeah. Blues. Uh, who else is from Birmingham? But the, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. Oh no, no. There's all like UB40, and there's all that course, kind of. Yeah, then there's yeah. all that two tone and scat. This yeah. Coventry was a big thing, wasn't it? Special. So. Yeah. I like all sorts of music, Matt. That's I like it all. Brilliant. Well, um, I think we should move to the next uh, area of uh, the festival, and we're going to go and set up camp. I want to see that band you hate. I already told you we were too late. Now let's go back to the tent. We'll call on Trinity because it's burning in the field. So before we have a look at your Dream Music Festival, we're going to look at the admin behind it. So, right. uh, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions uh, relating to the background information. Okay. So, what is the name of your hypothetical festival? Uh, make more house your house. <laughs> oh my! Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I can. Oh no, we could call it more house music. Oh, both. Are, well, I think the make more house your house. That's that's got to be like the slogan for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I like that. There was um, more house music. Yeah, that was very yeah. good. Oh, what about just in the fields? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like all of these are great answers as yeah, well. Thank okay. you. And what you could do is like you could have consecutive years with different names as well as they grow in development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what I'd have is my glasses as the entrance. <gasps> oh my so god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and also you know how like a certain like bigger uh, like big festivals are kind of like, oh you're in the green zone you're in the red zone you're in the left lens or the right lens yeah exactly yeah <laughs> oh you're you're in you're, you're in, in the, the artificial hip <laughs> which is the spiritual field <laughs> yeah well i'm looking forward to uh, seeing more about the spiritual artificial hip but uh whereabouts geographically is your festival do you have a place in mind where you think it might yeah, I do. I would have this festival in, I'd have it in, in the sort of area of the Pennines 
in between Yorkshire and Lancashire. Yeah. Sort of like Saddleworth, sort of Hebden Bridgey, mm. that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, way. Because yeah. it's very easy to get to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good transport links. You can get the train there. I'm thinking environmentally. Yeah. There's really good trains you can get there. Uh, but it's uh, you're not going to be putting a festival there for the weather. No. So I wouldn't want to consider that. <laughs> Uh, so and I would put it there and I put it on there's lots of open fields and lots of nice places around there so somewhere in between Manchester and Leeds sort of equidistant mm -hmm. see what I really love about this because uh, this is a dream music festival and you can pick whatever stipulations you want as well and I love how you genuinely uh, some people are kind of a bit flippant about their uh, choices but you've genuinely put a lot of thought into like the transport and stuff like that that's, that's great I love the logistics as well yeah you've got to like I've been like I, 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 I performed at some festivals that are so far out of the way <laughs> yeah yeah that they make it like I've never been to Glastonbury, okay, mm -hmm. and I will never go to Glastonbury because I understand the vibe would be amazing and the buzz and everything else. Mm -hmm. I do not want to spend all that time getting in and walking around. I just, yeah. my life is hard enough as it is in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to a city that they've created to make it as hard, you know. Oh, yeah, did you, did you want, um, oh, sorry, you're in the wrong stage. You're going to have to go uh, three miles the other way. and then. Uh, have you ever been there? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I went there in 2014. And, yeah, I, to be honest, I do love Glastonbury, and we do talk about Glastonbury quite a lot on this, uh, uh -huh. this podcast. But, yeah, there are, it is very much like, there's a lot, it's a lot of mileage. Cause it's not I'm Pastonbury. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of the kind of... Like, just people going, it's just bands playing music mm -hmm. and people having a nice time. I know that, but every year, like this year when it didn't happen, a whole weeks of programming about things that wasn't happening. Yeah. And I, just, I do find it a little bit, come on, do something else. Mm -hmm. Champion new stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to talk about, uh, like, in terms of your festival, uh, you mentioned, well, you mentioned quite a lot you are undercover vegan. Uh, so, <laughs> and obviously I'm a vegan man as well. Uh, would your festival be totally vegan or are you going to have options for everyone? And what's, uh, have you? No, I'd make it vegan. Yeah. Yeah, I'd admit, but why not? Because the music's going to be great. It's going to be a great festival. It's going to sell out anyway. So why not take that opportunity? It's only two, three days of your life. Yeah. You know, we're going to make sure there's great options. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll make, what, we'll, what we will do to kind of appease the carnivores <laughs> is we'll... Because we'll, um, they'd yeah. like to be appeased. Yeah. Oh, they, uh, they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a lot of the stuff quite meaty. Yeah. yeah. There's a great, uh, there's a great uh, vegan and veggie uh, fast food place in Melbourne called Lord of the Fries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they don't actually advertise that they're vegan and veggie. The people mm. who are vegan and veggie know that they are but they don't make a big deal of it. Mm -hmm. So you see just normal, normal people, yeah. drunks, you know, <laughs> just going and getting a burger and they don't even know it's vegan. So, yeah. you know, that's a good thing. Because I, without getting too much into it, because uh, I'm aware we're live at a festival, but in terms of like, a lot of people have a lot of ideas towards veganism. It's, it's about the attitude towards like, if you just handed someone a burger and said, this is a burger. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd happily, you know, promote the fact that it's gonna be a great venue. Mm -hmm. It's got accessible transport. <laughs> And it's going to have a great lineup, which we're going to yeah. find out in a bit. Yeah. And it's going to be a vegan festival, you know. It's going to really? be a vegan festival. And Does not mean we're going to have Morrissey on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, because uh, I was going to make that link as well. But, yeah, Morrissey, uh, not allowed. Uh, uh, but uh, it's a, do you like camping? Is it camping at your festival? Yeah, I do like camping. Yeah. I do like the idea of camping. Mm -hmm. I don't like uh, getting wet through in <laughs> under, under nylon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always but, a reality in the... Yeah, uh, I, like, yeah. I do like being outdoors. I do like that. I was, when I grew up, I was a, a, a cub and a scout, and I did a lot of camping. Yeah, so yeah. I do like life in a tent. That's brilliant. And I think it's time to head towards your festival and go and check it out and talk about the bands you've seen. Festival, if you can hear me, I want you to sing along. 
Go for it. Cast of love. One more time. Cast of love. You got it. So, how many days of your festival do you have, Justin? Oh, well, we're going to have, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. But we're going to have an early bird on a Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm going to do on a Thursday, I'm going to have a secret, like, guest headliner. <gasps> so Okay, Let so... Tell me through it. Who's your Thursday headliner? Right, well, it's a secret, yeah. so I can't tell you. <laughs> Did you not get that bit? So, so not even I'm allowed to know as well. No, then. no. So I, I haven't booked them yet, so I can't reveal like, who they are. But that's what I'd probably do. I'd probably get like a legend kind of, yeah. maybe like a party band. Maybe somebody like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I've decided I'm going to book. Yeah. Madness. Bri oh, see, now that's a great Thursday. On a Thursday night, yeah. Madness. If you get there early, you're going to see Madness. It's going to be great. You're going to get their best camping spots as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. the festival kicks off properly on the Friday. Brilliant. So, uh, and also, like, Madness were a great band in their own right. And I obviously I know their hits, but I don't know their back catalogue too well. But they're certainly a band, if they're playing on the Thursday, I would go out my way to see them. Yeah, you know what I mean? you're gonna, they're going to play for an hour and a half. And you're gonna, every song you're going to hear is going to be a Stone Cold banger. Absolutely. And they're going to do it with gusto. And they're going to do it, you know, with the joy that they are. I mean, I've seen them a couple of times, and they are amazing. Yeah. Live. They're great. And uh, talking about bands you've seen live, who are some of your favorite bands you've seen, like, I mean, it's very difficult. I like, you know, there's not many things I've seen that I've not liked, to be yeah. honest with you. I don't, I've not walked out of any gigs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's the best thing I've seen? I've, well, I've seen uh, David Bowie's very special. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, so, so like a couple of years ago, I had a real kind of great run. I saw Bruce Springsteen <gasps> uh, at, uh, at, at Man City Stadium. I saw, uh, incredibly... I was on holiday in LA, mm -hmm. and Bell and Sebastian were playing oh at the Coliseum. God. Oh my God. The open air. Yeah. So I saw them there, that was great. And then to top that off, I saw Prince on his um, oh small tour, you know. I tell you what, like, I've done this, uh, this podcast for the entirety of lockdown, and uh, I, people have put some really amazing suggestions, but I'm genuinely getting quite jealous at the that moment. That was, was yeah, an amazing yeah. run I was on there. Yeah. And, uh, so the Prince tickets went on sale, and I just managed to jump on. Because mm -hmm. it was announced on Twitter. Mm -hmm. He did that third eye tour, you know, the hit and run thing. Mm -hmm. And I just got four tickets, and I just couldn't believe it. We played in, in the Academy in Manchester, about 1,200 people, I think. Oh. Yeah, and it was so good, mate. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, so Springsteen in a stadium that was amazing. I've always wanted to see Springsteen. Yeah. A couple of other things that I've, I genuinely uh, wanted to see and I, I managed to see. Were, saw Tony Bennett. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I went yeah. to see Tony Bennett at the uh, at Bridgewater Hall in Manchester, mm -hmm. and then bizarrely, one of the best things I've ever seen is uh, Bert Bacharach. Oh, really? Yeah, doing his sort of like, he was like 90. Yeah. And he was doing like all his hits and he starts off and he goes, this is the first hit I had and uh, it goes a little something like this. Magic moments. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not got a great voice, but he's written some of the best songs he'll ever hear, so that was all right. Brilliant. Well, um, yeah. I've seen loads. I mean, I'm trying to think of loads of... Uh, uh, the Beautiful South when they first started, I saw them in a tiny venue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah with yeah, the low yeah. ceiling, that was brilliant. And then more recently, I've seen... Um, I saw them here last year, but I've seen them a number of times. Mm. And my, my new favourite band, Self Esteem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. a huge fan of Self Esteem, and um, we, uh, I managed to see them in a couple of small venues last year, and then I saw them here mm -hmm. at the festival last year. They're, they're my, they're my favourite new band. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, I only I checked out self-esteem recently because uh, on a previous episode with Nadia Camille, we talk about self-esteem and quite a lot of that joyous kind of new music as well. So yeah, yeah. so we're up for a review. Let's head to your Friday, and uh, obviously Friday's got quite a boisterous day and a lot of uh, high energy. Who is your first act on on your Friday? Who have I picked for the first one? Have I done it in order? Well, it's it's up to you. How do you how would you like to do it as well? It's entirely. Uh, so I'm going to have Liam Frost on first. Brilliant, yes. Right. Liam Frost. So, Which is an unusual one, isn't it? But y- yes. Uh, so could you describe Liam Frost's music to people who might not know him? All right. Have you had a chance to have a listen? I have actually. Right. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Liam Frost uh, is a singer-songwriter from uh, North Manchester. Mm-hmm. And he has had two or three, like, brushes with like stardom mm-hmm. uh yeah you know he's radio two playlisted at one time and he came out of that kind of uh same time as stephen fretwell and all that yeah. came into that thing and he's um sort of he's very lyrical he's very musical he's um it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like folky uh but with a little bit uh, folky rock uh, yeah, yeah. It, it really is and it's but it's, it's heartfelt and it's plaintive and mm-hmm. it's uh, and he talks about you know huge subjects uh, you know from his own personal life he's had uh, you know, a couple of big tragedies in his life, and he, you know, you know, songs about. He's got a song called "The Mourners of St Paul's," which is just heartbreaking every time I listen to it. And uh, name dropping, and he happens to be friend of mine. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah. he's. Uh, he, he, I just think he's absolutely wonderful. Uh, and he's doing a couple of other different projects, and he's got a new uh, thing called out at the minute called um, uh, Fountainhead, and it, it, he he just, I just want him to be. Yeah. I want more people to know him. And also a great start to the festival because it has, he has got the sad songs for when you need them, but yeah. also he has that kick. He's got, yeah. I mean, I did a Radio 4 series and uh, we had two series of it and um, I got, he did the theme tune. One oh, of his really? songs was the theme tune, yeah. That's great. And, it, and it was really good for the, for the show. And he's also recorded me a, um, he recorded me the, um, the, the title track for my podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I could I could play it down the mic a little yeah, bit go, if you want it. Yeah. Go on, we'll just carry on talking. I'll just uh, find it. Yeah. So I'm very excited to hear. That. What's the name of your podcast for anyone who wants to listen to it? Um, the name of my podcast is uh, about 40 minutes, no more than 45. And you should definitely check it out. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I like so. it. It's all right. It so uh, it goes like this. Here we go. So I asked him to record that for me, and he did. And he said afterwards, it's the catchiest thing he's ever written yeah. in five minutes. And it's just great, because there's little phrases there that we use in the podcast mm-hmm. all the time. So he's wonderful. And if anybody's listening to that to this, check him out. He's just in- he's incredible. Brilliant stuff. I had to stop myself, because like you, I'm kind of key deaf as well. And I want to do harmonies over the top of the Yeah, no. no, we can't do that, yeah. mate. We can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you a podcast. Uh, yep. uh, but yeah, uh, so we have Liam Frost starting off the Friday. Who have you got after? And, uh, and do you know how many bands you got on for your Friday? Uh, 
Oh, so who else am I going to have? Yeah, uh, for your ooh, Friday. Well, I've only really picked the headliners, haven't I, previously. That's you what we've done. You've done Madness for Thursday. You've got yeah. Lynn Frost opening. Who, okay. Uh, so you got, is, is Lynn Frost your Friday headliner? He's or? my Friday headliner, yeah. Cool. Brilliant I mean, I'm, I'm, I know this is my dream festival, yeah. and I've already decided that people are, can only eat vegan food, <laughs> so I'm imposing my favourite artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nice. Like, there's a lot of transport, but there's, yeah. uh, there's only my music. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so... Uh, so if there's no more bands for your Friday, let's. Oh, we have we have got other bands on as well. Okay, yeah, I mean, talk, talk me through them. I'm just trying to think who, who we could have. We could have. Uh, I, I didn't realise I was going to have to pick so many. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, um, how about you pick uh, one more? Uh, how about you have two bands for the rest of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then. Uh, yeah. Then, well, I tell you what, I would do is I would I'd be putting a lot of you know UK artists on that I've struggled mm -hmm. uh, during lockdown. So that's yes. what I'd be doing. I'd be like getting some of those. Yeah. So I definitely put self-esteem on Actually, on yeah. the Friday. That would be yes. a great, it'd be be great. And I tell you what else I play on that Friday, Ezra Furman as well. <gasps> I love Ezra Furman so yeah, much. Yeah. Like, so that'd be that'd be a good yeah. three bands there to your, your main, you know, your, your seven o'clock, mm -hmm. your eight thirty, and your headliners. I'm going to go for those Ooh, three. That's a strong lineup as well. That's um, for the Friday, yeah. Yeah, because it's um, there's a lot of uh, positivity there as well. Especially that's what I'm all about, mate. Yeah, positivity. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, do check out uh, Ezra Furman. Uh, I'm very biased, but Ezra uh, does some really uh, lots of uh, like yearly amazing albums as well. Mm. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, they're really, really brilliant. So um, yeah, uh, so let's. I saw Ezra Furman at the uh, at Sheffield at the Student Union. Oh, how was that? That's great. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. And um, they, because uh, I don't know how Ezra is identified now, but I think it was they at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sent me a tweet after because I was it was great and I got a tweet back. So oh like, my yeah, god, it's great. Like, yeah. gen generally, I feel like you're here just to just to make me just feel jealous. <laughs> and <bit. laughs> no, not at all, mate. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, I, I'm gonna tweet from Ezra. Fir I'm gonna tweet Ezra Firm with this episode and hopefully yeah, yeah, they will yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> tweet us back. But um, okay, so we wake up uh, on a Saturday night. Uh, uh, but oh, uh, after Friday night, uh, you've got like a lot of parties. Uh, you mentioned that there's no your, your tea total, but is there going to be like a party? Oh episode? yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have. Uh, I tell you what, we're gonna have. We're gonna have my friend, uh, DJ, and she's incredible. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have like kind of like sort of like a cabaret DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. instead of just being a bit grungy and a bit dirty, mm -hmm. what I want. Uh, when the music's finished, I want people to come and dress up and be a bit fabulous. Yeah. So like, I'd like a big sort of like Spiegel tent kind of thing. Yes. Uh, you know, that kind of thing going on. Um, and I'd, I'd have my friend Anna DJing and she's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and she does all that kind of, she used to do the Guilty Pleasure stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and she'd be like, she's a you know, top, top quality DJ. Get her till the early hours, mate. That's what we're doing. That sounds absolutely banging. So yeah. we, we wake up quite hungover on Saturday morning, but we wake up with a smile on our face because we're going to see some other bands. So, mm -hmm. so who is your Saturday night headliner? Suede. Suede. And uh, I tell you what, so the way that this podcast works is that Justin sends me over uh, three artists to kind of do research on. Cause I don't. I want it to be surprised as I hear the bands as you heard from me being with Ezra Furman. But I, I yeah, but I have to get a little bit of knowledge. And I, Suede were one of these bands that I knew of, but I didn't know any of their tracks. And I listened to them uh, this morning and just instantaneously fell in love. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I'm like surprised if you if you you've not liked them if you like Bowie and you like uh, well, Ezra Furman. And, well, you that's know. it because it was yeah. kind of like a, the missing link. If you know, yeah, what I mean. definitely. So I uh, got into uh, Suede uh, when I was about 22, mm -hmm. 23, and um, they really sort of connected with me. They kind of, they really had that. Uh, there's a great documentary about, uh, uh, with them about a year or so ago, a good film that they made, and they said whilst Britpop was all about, you know, celebrated Englishness mm -hmm. and Britishness, they documented it. Yeah. <laughs> 
And to yeah. me, that was what they were. They were they were singing like about disenfranchised England and disenfranchised Britain. Mm -hmm. That kind of um, that kind of netherworld that gets forgotten about yeah. the council estates and the and the and the you know pr provisional town mm -hmm. provincial towns and that sort of thing. So yeah, and they appealed to my kind of Smith's kind of side, and yeah, they appealed yeah. to my. But I knew immediately that they were really good. Yeah, yeah, they were amazing. Well, that's. Yeah. That's it. Obviously, I was listening to like a very surface view of it, but it can, you can, especially that first album, you really just grasp the immensity and the talent just from the bat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, with Bernard Butler and and, and um, it, they were just driven. You know what a, mm -hmm. a great band. There's um, a colleague of ours, Michael Legg. Yes. Oh my God. Who has also been on the podcast? Right. He's a massive suede fan, isn't he? They talk yeah. about. They he talk actually about didn't put suede oh, in wow. his festival. So it's it, a great picture of him at an early suede gig, like in a pub. <laughs> it's just his young face. <laughs> on yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. But I, no, I love suede, and I saw. I've seen them a number of times, and I saw them. Um, I can't. When I talk, when you asked me about my best gigs, I, there was one of those was uh, they should have been in there. Um, yeah, so I'd have them headlining on the Saturday. And what mm -hmm. I'd have them doing is something that they did when I saw them a couple of years ago. They had this uh, album out where, I, I, I can't remember what it's called. I'm such a massive fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you are on the spot in all fairness. Yeah, so. yeah, I know, as we're talking. And yeah. what they did was they played the, um, they played the album, uh, the first album, uh, in, in entirety, but behind some gauze. Oh, really? So the first half of the show, they were behind some gauze and they played this album. And uh, they'd had a film made that went with the album. Yeah. Uh, the album's called um, The Blue Hour. Blue Hour, yes. Uh, and 2018? 2018, yeah. yeah. And they played the uh, the whole thing with the with the film uh, being transported on this gauze mm -hmm. and just picked them out with a little spotlight behind it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Then they had an interval and they came into the greatest hits. Oh. And it was also in the, um, yeah, yeah. It was also in the uh, Albert Hall in Manchester, which is a brilliant venue. So that's that's what I do. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was Night Thoughts, Night 2016. Thoughts. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. The, not the last album, the one before. Brilliant. Uh, and also, um, a gauze is. Um, if anyone didn't know, it's uh, so in theatre they use it quite a lot. So it's, it's kind of like a it's a backdrop, but if you light it from behind, you can see. From, uh, so it, that's not really used that much in music shows. No, so they so yeah. they played the film on the front, and it, yes, it's yeah, perfectly yeah. in tune with the music. Yeah. They played to time. But then light would pick out guitar yeah. parts and things like that. And then afterwards the screen went and then they yeah. came on. It was just, it was brilliant, mate. It was brilliant. You know what? I would love to do comedy like that. So you just kind of like, you put on like a, you know, put Phil. your spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just put a film, film on. Sit down and have a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I just sat there. Just, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Got to compare it as well. Um, yeah, so Suede are a great show. And also haven't appeared on the, uh, anyone's lineup so far. So great to have them on. Um, yeah. After, uh, who else is uh, supporting Suede on this day? So I'd have uh, supporting Suede that day. I'd probably have the Charlatans. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my favourite bands, uh, and uh, alongside the Charlatans on that day, I'd probably uh, go for somebody like. Because oh, it could be it's anybody alive or dead, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. A dream festival. Unlimited no, stipulations. Uh, I'd go for a band called World of Twist. Yeah. A uh, World of Twist, a, a band from uh, Manchester slash Stockport. Yeah. From uh, the late nineties, um, or the mid nineties, mm -hmm. they've got an album called Quality Street. And it's absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were sort of like a disheveled band. And I think the lead singer passed away. And, you know, there was, I think there might have been uh, problems at the heart of the band. But I urge anyone to listen to that. If you've never heard World of Twist, Quality Street. Yeah. Um, 
uh, it's great. I think there's one of the songs called Sons of the Stage, and it's the uh, track that Oasis come out to. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a great, yeah. yeah. And it's also, it's nice to have, like, because uh, I've never heard of Warble Twist before, but it's nice that they have that legacy, and other people kind of connect to it. In that yeah, way. they're great. They're, yeah. It's a really good album. It's a top, it's a top album. Quality Street. I will check that out yeah. afterwards. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, uh, and is that it for, for your Saturday as That's well? That's it for my Saturday because we're, we're, we're going to have the greatest artist of all time oh, playing on Sunday. Genuinely, like I've already been quite um, quite on edge uh, in, in terms of anticipation at this point. <laughs> uh, and like, yeah, but uh, let, let's go for your Sunday. Cause, so uh, it's going to be David Bowie. Yes, and I, I, as I said earlier, I'm really uh, I'm jealous about this fact, but also David Bowie's such a monumental artist. And also like... You would imagine David Bowie would be picked quite a lot for this podcast, but actually it's not as much as you would think. Mm -hmm. But obviously Bowie has a lot of different iterations. Is it kind of, would you want Bowie to do greatest hits or do you want a specific era? No, I want the greatest hits greatest and I want hits. them all. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, think he's, I think he's the greatest single artist we've created in this country in the 20th century. Yeah. and Artist, and I mean, like... In every sense of the in word. In every sense of the yeah. word. I think he was visionary. I think I'm not. I don't believe in the supernatural so much, but if there is a supernatural, then that's the. I think he was sent to us mm -hmm. to make the world a better place. Absolutely. You know, I think he transcends uh, any. Uh, you know, all kind of areas of our life. I just think he. You know, from being a little kid to right to the last album. You know, he's been the the dominant force in my musical life. Yeah. Uh, so, what is it about David Bowie which attracts you musically? In terms, you, you, I know you said that it was the first single that you bought, or the first album you bought. But what is it about the music which uh, has kept you going for all these years? I think because the quality never diminishes. Mm -hmm. uh, tin machine aside, <laughs> people don't love it, but I, I you know, I, there's qualities in there, and you know. Just every part, everything he's done at that time was right. Mm -hmm. And nothing sounds dated. That's the thing about David Bowie. Mm -hmm. Nothing sounds dated. It all sounds right and fresh and correct. And even like something like Let's Dance, which is a very, very 80s song, it's still, so, it doesn't feel cheesy. Do you know what I mean? It's still... It's no, because it's Nile Rodgers, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's that's, the, you know, that's the mark, that's the badge of quality, yeah. you know, and... and, and I always say, and it's very much tongue-in-cheek, that Under Pressure was the worst song that David Bowie did and the yeah. best one Queen ever did. <laughs> well, that, that is a very controversial statement <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a Queen fanboy, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I yeah, and, and yeah, Under Pressure was a, 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 obviously a very weird song, but because uh, it kind of doesn't show them both at their best. It's still a good song. They're trying to fight each other out. They're trying yeah. to be the best on the song, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so um, if... Let's say there are people listening to that Dear Shed Festival who have never listened to David before. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, like, where, which album would you point them towards? Well, I wouldn't. What <laughs> no, I would no do, kick my thing. Stay well, off What it. I would do is I would send them to a playlist that I made. Do you, do you actually have it? Yeah. That oh, my, my God, that's great. That my friend, because uh, uh, she, like, she didn't really know David Bowie, mm -hmm. so I created a, a playlist uh, called... Find it, so, find it so uh, whilst you're finding it, can I? Are you a person that loves making playlists? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm one of these people as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I so is it like how how long do you prepare making a playlist? Well, what goes into it? 
uh, I think about it for a long time. I start it and then I I finish it, <laughs> uh, and then um, and then I I you know I I oh gosh I can't find it. This is doing my head in. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've. Uh... But I would I would make a I would make a playlist uh, for oh. Ten bits of Bowie for absolute beginners. Oh, that's what I've called it. You know, that's almost as slick as your uh, your festival uh, night. Yeah, so it starts well. with Driving Saturday. Yeah. All you pretty things, Fame, Suffragette City, Rebel Rebel, Young Americans, Golden Years, Ashes to Ashes, Let's Dance, and it finishes bizarrely with Everyone Says Hi. Oh, which album is that from? Uh, it's from Heathen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heathen's a, uh, he does a cover of a uh, Pixie song in that one. Everyone says hi, and your mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, and the guy next door. So yeah, so that's what I would do. I'd send it to that. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm gonna have to check that out. It's a bit weird, that, isn't it? That I've got a playlist. No, 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 no. Like that's why I love doing this podcast. We get to see people's kind of music nerd come out as well. Yeah. Like, uh, and yeah, I, I really. I'll tell you what. Like on my phone, I've got. I think I make like a new playlist. Like uh, uh, especially in lockdown, I did like a, a, a daily playlist as well. Yeah. And like, uh, and that's uh, music's the. Yeah, just knowing those songs and wanting to share them is such a magical thing to do. Yeah, I make well. them for friends and yeah. things like that. And I make them for myself and I make them for down days and up days mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So, you know, I've got certain songs that I go to. and Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah. uh, outside of Bowie, who else are you going to finish off your brilliant festival with? Uh, so, if we've got a David Bowie, then we need a support act, don't we? Mm -hmm. So, I'd probably go for Paul McCartney. Oh, whoa, 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 shots, whoa, whoa, oh my God, I'm, I'm absolutely floored. What on earth? Paul McCartney is supporting David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, but yeah. is he, is he like known as a support slot as in like, oh, Paul, yeah, he's doing it 20 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, uh, or is he like, oh, guess nice sock, because I feel personally attacked right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> just so I can stop my own personality and say that Bowie's bigger than the Beatles. <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it. And I bet you're going to get Queen on just to play Under Pressure, and that's it. You know no, I'm mean? not going to get Queen on. <laughs> no, I'm going to play. I'm going to. Paul McCartney's going to support David Bowie. Yeah. Oh, I. Ugh, I, uh, I was really enjoying your festival until you hurt me that way. Yeah, but, but like, we also need. Oh, well, if, if do you know what? If you feel like I have had a go at you there, <laughs> then I'm going to give you the power to reschedule my festival a little bit. Yeah. And if you want to give Paul McCartney the legend slot, yeah, the Sunday afternoon kind of relaxed slot. Move him down there, then he doesn't feel under pressure. Uh, <laughs> very yeah. nice. So we need a support act. Yeah. Then I'll, you know what? I'll go for. I'll go for another artist mm -hmm. uh, that is important to me. I mean, m most of my, uh, it's a bit uh, wang, isn't it? My <laughs> lineup. No, genuinely, like, it's a bit male, isn't it? Though it's a bit. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'm not sure um, who's in self-esteem, but yeah, it's quite. Self-esteem is female. Yeah. yeah. I think I need a big. Uh, I think I need a big female uh, a presence on the Sunday then before David Bowie. Yeah. Who who doesn't count as being male anyway? He's you know. He counts, yeah. Uh, Androgynous. Uh, yeah, he's otherworldly, isn't he? Oh, isn't isn't aren't they? Um, so I will go for uh, to support. Uh, who am I going to go for? Oh, it's. My, I keep trying to pick people who are still alive, and then David Bowie obviously isn't alive. But uh, I'm going to go for Dusty Springfield. Oh, lovely stuff! Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Dusty, and I have her doing, uh, you know, Dusty sings Memphis. That's what yeah. I mean, that that album with the Baccarat classics and all that. Yeah. Well, what a lineup as well. Uh, so from Liam Frost to Sway to Bowie, like I think uh, it's it's a pretty wonderful festival and uh, with a lot of uh, great support as well. And uh, oh, I've just thought of another band that's got to be at this festival. Yeah. Well, just throw them in. Arcade Fire. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And yeah. they could support 
uh, David Bowie. You know and what? Then, yeah. And then he could perform with them and then come and do his thing, yeah. Oh, that's my Sunday night. Yeah. Okay, so that's because uh, Arcade Fire, obviously, they can they are headliners in their own right, but uh, with Bowie, they well, would, but yeah, they yeah, would, they yeah, would accept that, yeah. Uh, so, see, so yeah, I think that's more acceptable because with the Paul McCartney gate, which you know, I'm gonna, it's gonna haunt me, and I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. But uh, can I, can I, can I break your heart? <laughs> yes, please. So, in about 2002, Paul McCartney was doing a world tour, uh-huh. and I worked at a radio station, and I uh, ran a competition to watch um, him do his sound check. Mm-hmm. So I took some listeners to the sound oh, check really? and we watched him sound check in the afternoon and I got tickets to go and see him in the evening. We went to the show and as he started his Beatles medley at the end of the show, I mm-hmm. thought, I'll nip off now to beat the traffic. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I, right, yeah. I mean, I've heard. <laughs> na, 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 na. Can we get another take on that, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah oh, well, that's. Uh, well, in all fairness, I don't feel as bad about that because I have seen him live. And I do, like, some people are quite down on Paul McCartney, but. No, uh, I'm not down on him. Yeah, I'm just sure. not a huge fan. No, that, that's, that's yeah. absolutely fine as well. Thank uh, you. Uh, I, I will accept that and I will we'll say no more on it. All right. be, and thank God there's a piece of perspex between us because yeah, yeah. otherwise I'd be, like, at your throat right now <laughs> as well. Uh, With uh, Maxwell Silverhammer. <laughs> lovely stuff. I hate that song. It, it, I was going to swear there, but it's yeah. not. It's, no. it's one of the weaker Beatles yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, also, a fun fact for anyone listening, uh, in, in, that, uh, in that track, uh, uh, John Lennon moons Paul McCartney whilst he's singing the vocal track. You can still hear him laugh on Does it. it. Yeah, you can hear him um, corpse uh, on it. Oh, fantastic. Check that out. Um, all right, so I think it's time to uh, go into the final segment of this podcast and uh, sort out some floor fillers. Okay. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are a handful of hypothetical questions that you have to deal with in a manner that you see fit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, oh no, Swade have cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace them? The Verve. The Verve. To oh, reform. Yeah, oh, yes. So yeah. why, why the Verve? Because I think they've got, uh, I think uh, they've definitely got that. I know, I'm changing my mind. I'm not going to get the Verve. <laughs> They're cancelled. I'm going to the, get the greatest ever band that's ever stepped in to headline a festival, mm-hmm. Pulp. Pulp, yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah. yeah, And similar kind of vibes as well. Similar vibes, similar-ish era, enough kudos, enough hits for people to get into. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to complain if Jarvis Cocker replaces you. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 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 And uh, Jarvis Cocker's always around, so like, and I'm sure he'd just be there anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, he'd love it. <laughs> Absolutely. So... Um, Oh dear, someone's running at late at your festival and you need to fill time. But fortunately, one of your favourite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. I know you've already got a DJ and one of your friends on, but uh, a celebrity is willing to do a DJ set for you. Which celebrity, any in the world, would you pick? Uh, what, the, what I know. No, any, just right. any, anyone you want. Um, I, do you know what? I'd do it myself. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to play. I'd love to <laughs> DJ. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my ambitions. I've never done it. 
Yeah. I'd love to DJ at night because I think I've got a nice taste in music yeah. and I think I could fill a dance floor. Oh, well, you know, when lockdown restrictions are uh, back to normal, I'm going to set that up for you. Well, well Megan's so. actually from Deershed. Is there any chance I could, next year yeah, I could next... do a DJ set in the, in the tent afterwards, oh. late night? Megan has confirmed that now. And That's we, a confirmed yeah. gig. And uh, Megan, can you do one for me? Can I do one yeah. as well? No. no, okay, fair enough. Uh, try, try my hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stand-ups fill the floor. That's what you could call it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Stand-ups fill the floor. Like, uh, uh, it's more of a production meeting now, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Humor on the dance floor. Humor on the dance floor. Yeah. But not kill that groove. Uh, but, yeah, uh, okay, so uh, along that same line, so, um, uh, your fans love you and they want you to sing one of their songs. During, uh, uh, if, you, if you get to pick one song out of all the artists that you picked, which mm-hmm. song would you sing on stage to your fans? Oh, uh, you see, I would, I'd, I'd really not want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I'd do? I'd do, I'd do Under Pressure with David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do it better than Freddie. ba 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 Wrong key, Justin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, people start setting their tents on fire. How do you put out the fires? Uh, I make them urinate on them. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it's a, it's a good uh, yeah, it's a good thing. And uh, I just throw them out at the festival, <laughs> yeah. never to return. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Okay, so um, there's some bad beef at the festival. Oh, Liam gosh. Frost and Madness hate each other. They're, <laughs> they're, they're absolutely <laughs> at each other's throats, uh, and they say they won't perform unless the other one, if the other one performs. So who do you choose between the Madness and Liam Frost? I say I'm sorry, uh, Madness. It's time to go home. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and they were only there for the Thursday anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 for sure. And let's finish with um, let's finish. And then uh, and then Liam Frost says, "Can I play with Madness?" <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, okay, so uh, well, this is a penultimate question. David Bowie acts like a total diva to you. Oh gosh. How do you get your revenge on Bowie? I don't get revenge because I would expect nothing <laughs> less. <laughs> what kind of things do you reckon he's going to be a diva about? I just think he's going to uh, he's going to walk in and he's going to look at me and he's going to go, "Really." That cagoule. <laughs> That's what you're wearing to, to shine the torch on the floor as I walk up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I saw it when I saw him once in Manchester. He said uh, he walked and he goes. He went. Do you like my coat? Yeah. And everybody went. He goes. He goes. It's from Kendall's, which is a big shop in Manchester. And everybody yeah. was a bit nonplussed. He went. Never heard of Kendall's. It's your best effing shop. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And um, let's let's finish with this. The uh, ultimate question. Th- well, I'm not sure if it's the ultimate question, but certainly the last one I'm going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of your acts have, have forgotten their equipment. But good news, uh, they can do a set acoustically. Which right. which band are the ones that you picked? Liam. Okay, in- instantaneously. Yeah. Liam, yeah. Because he can he can break your heart with just a guitar and his voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, genuinely. That, that, this is not that's not hyperbole no that boy can break your heart with just his six string and his plaintive maulings <laughs> well well what a what a lovely way to finish this podcast yeah. as well thank you so much for coming thank you on. and uh, what can we uh, um, would you like to plug anything uh, before we go as well? uh, just follow me on instagram mm-hmm. i'm looking for instagram followers and what's your handle uh, justin morehouse brilliant and do yeah. ch- and check out your podcast as well check out my podcast but everything got like i'm trying to get more and more instagram followers yeah because i've just got my blue tick on instagram oh really but i haven't got uh, I, I need to get a couple more thousand uh 
uh, followers so I can have the swipe up facility. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really pathetic, but I just want that to play with. Well, everything's at stake now. Everyone who's listening to this right now, follow Justin. Just follow me, yeah, because I think if you follow me, then unfollow me, because I think if I get over <laughs> the 10,000, then I might get it. I don't think they ever take it off you. Yeah. But that's what I want, because I've got loads on, i got like 70 odd thousand on Twitter, and I don't yeah. know how. Yeah. Because I'm far more interested on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and you do amazing live videos as well. Uh, so do and lots of food as well. I put lots of food on Instagram. Oh, yeah, uh, we're gonna, gonna dogs, yes. dogs, food, and uh, live videos, which is the name of my festival actually. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for thank listening you. to, to Castable, and thank you so much for uh, um, for joining us, listening to this live special. I want to say massive thank you to Deershed Festival Basecamp for having us. They're amazing uh, festival. Do support them as much as possible. And also, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, why don't you follow us at Castable Podcast? And why don't you follow me, Matt House Comedy, as well. Uh, and do check out the previous episodes if you enjoyed this uh, like engaging chat about music. But thank you once more for my amazing guest, Mr. Justin Moorhouse. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. I hope you have a nice night, everyone. <laughs>